one of the French elders, one of the people that I met when I first moved to Los Angeles, I met this beautiful woman, Rose, at the butcher shop, and she was, she's like four feet tall, and she's buying bones, and she's telling me that she's making bone broth, and she, I be, befriended her, and uh, she said to me, she said, Hillary, remember, simplicity is gourmet, and I've, I've stuck with that. I'm like, I'm going to have that on my cooking school someday, like on the, on the wall, because it's, it's so simple. It's so beautiful. It's so fresh that you really don't have to overthink it, right? You just have to, you have to build your confidence, build your street cred, and step into the work, step into your kitchen and decide to, to know better so that you can do better. And we're just, we're just disconnected. We've just kind of veered off course, especially in the last hundred years or so. And, and um, we just need to kind of like scoop back, you know, and, and return to that. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. Let's dive in and get started. Hillary Boynton is a mother of five who refused to accept the quality of food her children were being served during school lunch. She began a relentless mission to change the status quo and eventually took over the lunch program in Topanga, California. She worked with local farmers, food producers to create an affordable, nutrient-dense meal program that was based on the foundation of ancestral ways of eating and the results were astounding. Hillary went on to start her company School of Lunch with the goal of making real food accessible to everyone. Hillary, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so psyched to be here. So, oh, I'm so happy to, to have you here. So, so Hillary uh, was introduced to me through uh, my good buddy, Aaron Goldstein, who was on the show recently. We all love Aaron, amazing love Aaron. chef. And uh, I know he's part of the School of Lunch as well. Yes. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, everyone loves Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, if you're listening, you're amazing. We love you. Yes. We love uh, you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, so Hillary, talk a little bit about your, your really inspiring story with regard to the school lunches and your mission. Just, just tell us a little bit how you got into this. Yeah. I mean, do you want me to go back to my health journey or I can, I can kind of skip over that and just get into, um, into the starting right where we, we, you know, picked up the lunch program. Totally up to you. Totally up to you. You know, if you, if you want to go back, if, if not, that's fine too. Whatever you think is. Yeah, I guess it helps a little bit to just so people understand. And I never know. I think oftentimes people are struggling with actually the same conditions that I was struggling with. So it could resonate with, you know, some newbies or people that are just out there like feeling a little bit hopeless. So um, I'll try and keep it short because it can get a little bit a little bit long, but I, um, you know, I was that kid in high school who fell for fat free and was very impressionable and to all the marketing and all the propaganda and, um, my mom had fallen for it. And, you know, we just sort of switched our diets, it seemed like, and it was out with like bacon and eggs and in with cereal and, you know, fat free desserts and Weight Watchers things or whatever. And, um, and I was an athlete that was really burning my body to the brink. I ended up playing you know, division one soccer and high level. And, but my senior year in high school, I had stress fractures in both my femur bones and both my tibias and no one mentioned diet. No one was looking at what I was eating to see if that was a factor. Um, and I ended up going on to play in college and, you know, again, continued to just burn my body to the brink and replenish with pretty much junk. It was like, if it said no fat, then I was all in, like, I would literally eat a box of frosted mini wheats 
for throughout the day because it was zero fat. I didn't look at sugar. I didn't look at anything else that was in it. And I wanted to design my own major of nutrition and fitness. Like I was just completely brainwashed. I don't know what I was thinking. But then I, um, it wasn't until, and I like struggled with my, my skin. Like I, you know, was on Accutane twice and it just, you know, I just wasn't looking back. I was just like, gosh, and not healthy. And, um, but appeared pretty healthy on the outside, you know, but I think inside was just a, a hot mess. And, um, and then I got married at 25 and at 26, I got pregnant and miscarried right away. And that was like really uh, a shock to me. I didn't, I never heard of anybody had a miscarriage. I didn't even really know what was going on. And, um, and I, I went on to have uh, four mis- miscarriages over the next three years. And that was like super painful time of my life. I was so young and all my friends started having babies and it, I just didn't know why my body wasn't uh, able to hold a pregnancy. And nobody, again, was really talking about at my diet. No one was looking at my diet and I wasn't really thinking of it. And then I went on to have triplets through in vitro and that was a blessing. I was just like, okay, three years of infertility, three babies, like boom, all done. And that was when I really started to shift a little bit into like organic and I wanted to, you know, I had all, all of a sudden these three little humans that I was responsible for. So I started to wake up a little bit about what I was feeding them. And, uh, and then when they were three, I thought maybe it'd be nice to have one more baby. And I thought I would have to go back to fertility treatments and boom, I got pregnant on my own and that baby stuck. And when he was six months old, I found that I was pregnant again. So all of a sudden I was blessed with five babies under the age of four And, you know, at that point, a completely stressed out mom, like getting barely any sleep, still not treating myself well, still eating like balance bars throughout the day, just like basically in survival mode and coffee in the morning and wine at night. And, you know, again, getting little sleep and just surviving. Um, And it was my fourth baby that was really the, the major impetus for change. He was at two months old, basically covered in eczema head to toe. And so here I had all these kids and I was exhausted and I was like waking up in the middle of the night with like, I'd have to pin him to my body for like two hours because he was just scratching, scratching. And I had like, it would take 10 seconds for my right eye to open up. And I thought I had shingles. Like I was probably headed straight for an autoimmune disease of some sort and um, for sure had leaky gut and whatnot. But I, I miraculously had stumbled across the work of Jamie Oliver and Alice Waters and school lunches. And I was really intrigued about feeding kids. And I was just like, gosh, we have to feed our children better. And I ended up kind of stepping into the work. And and I lived in Concord, Mass at the time, um, which is where I met Erin originally. And uh, and I stepped into trying to change the school lunches at the public school system in Massachusetts, in Concord. And I got introduced to a woman who had previously tried. And she was like, if you you want to try uh, I will jump back in the ring with you, but I didn't get very far the first go around. But anyway, she, I had told her about my son with eczema and she's like, gosh, I healed my, my son of asthma with raw milk. And I was like, what, like, what, what is raw milk? I'd never heard of it here. I was drinking like fat free skim milk and, um, you know, just like, what, what is pasteurization? Like I had no idea. But at this point I was like completely desperate. I had been trying all sorts of holistic things for him, but ended up putting him on Zyrtec twice a day and steroid cream. And I knew like in my heart that it was just a band-aid because every time I would forget to put steroid cream on, it would just flare. So I just knew it wasn't like getting to the root cause. It was just kind of masking the the symptoms, which was nice because he slept through the night much of the time, but it just wasn't going away. And most of the doctors were like, you know, this is like, you may outgrow it, but this may just be 
his lot in life. He may just be one of those kids that has the asthma, allergies, eczema. They just kind of all go hand in hand. Um, so when my friend introduced me to raw dairy, I was like, sure, I'll try it. Like, I'll try anything. And so I put him on raw milk and cod liver oil, and he was literally completely healed within a matter of a few months. And I was just like, that that was like the big eye opener for me where I was like, wow, real food just healed my kid when every doctor said otherwise. And then shortly thereafter, I was able to go to a, um, a fourfold path to healing conference with Sally Fallon and Tom Cowan. And Sally Fallon, the, you know, I know you know who she is. Your audience probably does too, but the founder of the Weston A. Price Foundation and I remember sitting in her lecture just with my like latte, like still such a newbie trying to figure out what's going on and, um, and listening to her lecture and just with my jaw basically on the ground, it's like, Oh my gosh, everything she said about ancestral diets and the way people used to eat and how they were thriving free of disease. It just like all made sense. It was like, click, 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 click. And I, I walked out of her conference and I oh, literally was like, Oh my gosh, I think I've been duped my whole life like this. I'd never heard any of this. And, um, and then I walked out of her conference, the Amish were all set up with all their raw dairy and their pastured eggs and their beautiful grass-fed beef and sprouted nuts and stuff. And I, and I was meanwhile getting their milk um, to that healed my son. And they were like, we need someone to run a, a Amish co-op in Massachusetts. So I was like, I'll be your girl. And I signed up and ran a co-op for six years. And I really, at that point was like, I want everybody, I wanted to shout from the rooftops. I was just like, I want everyone to understand the power of food is medicine and that, you know, real food heals. And I wanted everybody to have access to it. You know, we couldn't, our raw milk co-op was sort of this underground thing. Like I remember going into Brookline Mass and like pulling up with like to a chain link fence with like, I had to go down an alleyway to this like little <laughs> house, little teeny garage with like a code and I open up and there's just a fridge that's just like filled with raw dairy. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, you know, covert operation. Like here. a drug deal going yeah, on. Yeah, it's totally like a drug deal just to get my raw dairy. But I started like teaching cooking classes out of my home and went back to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition to try and get some sort of degree to feel like I could, you know, tell people, you know, what, you know, could help them. And um and then I ended up um we have a child who has epilepsy as well. So at that point, I was like, okay, maybe um, I had heard Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride speak at the Western Price Conferences. I started going every year and just like, I was like a sponge, just like, give me information. And um, and I'd heard her speak. So somebody had, you know, she had mentioned the GAPS diet, obviously, and other people had mentioned it. Medical Intuitive said, your whole family needs the GAPS diet. So I was like, shoot, okay, we got to dive into this. So we dove into it and I started teaching more about GAPS, um, which is the gut and psychology syndrome, the gut brain connection, the gut body connection. Uh, and this woman that was taking my class was also on the GAPS diet. And she, we both were kind of like confused and overwhelmed. And this is like in 2012, maybe. So there just, it was kind of like, there was nothing really on the internet. Food blogging was kind of new and it was just overwhelming. So she's like, we should write a book. And I'm like, we should. And she's a photographer. So I teamed up with her and we wrote this book called The Heal Your Gut Cookbook. We wanted to inspire, you know, anybody, moms and dads, anybody who needs to heal to know that you can eat beautiful, delicious foods and still heal. I wanted this book that people could curl up in bed and just like come through it and be like, oh my God, this mom of five did it. Like I can do it too. And so uh, we ended up writing this book. And the moment I handed it over to the publisher, 
my husband at the time was diagnosed with throat cancer. So that, that elevated our journey to like the next level where I knew the power of food and I knew the power of a healthy immune system. And so, you know, we, we dove in full on to, to rebuild his immune system and detox and all of that. And ultimately it took us to California from Massachusetts where um, we landed in Los Angeles where literally we landed there and a week later my book came out and I was just like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I'm in this, like, I felt a little bit like Western Price. I was, I came from this small little colonial town in Massachusetts and all of a sudden was in this melting pot of people from all over the world. And anybody that I would meet from another country, I would just pick their brain about how they ate growing up and what were their diets like? What was the lifestyle like? And, and with, without fail, all of them were like, I'd show them my cookbook and they're like, this is the way we ate growing up and we were never sick. And now we're seeing like our kids and our grandkids here living in America are sick and we don't know really what's going on. And, um, you know, it's, it's, they, they're all falling prey to, you know, the processed packaged foods and convenience in the American way. Right. So, um, we, you know, shortly after we landed, he had some treatment and we, we ended up heading up to Topanga little, literally his first day out of bed. And, we went to Topanga and this woman was like, oh, there's this great new little nature-based school opening up that you guys should check out. And it was in its first year and we drove we drove right to it. We're like, okay. And um, there was this, this adorable little school tucked away in the canyons of Topanga. And, um, and I met the chef there and she was like, oh, the kids just like caught their own fish today and cooked it up. And she told me how she really wanted to roast a whole goat. And I was just like this is it. Like after, you know, banging my head against the wall in Massachusetts, I didn't get very far circling back to try to change the school lunches. It was a long, hard process of working really hard and not ultimately not getting very far at all. But uh, this school, this chef, she knew what she was talking about. And she was very familiar with Weston Price. And I showed her my book. And so it was, we signed our kids up. And then as the school grew, um, they outsourced the food. And that's when I was just like, wait a minute, like what's happening here? This is not aligned with nature. This isn't what I signed up for. And so I spoke to the head of school and he started me off as giving me the title of the snack coordinator and the consultant to the lunch lady. And then uh, basically at that point, I was like, okay, cool. And I was terrified because I'd never like really cooked for that many people. And even making a snack for 110 kids at this point was terrifying. Or maybe it was 80 kids when I started. And um but I just went to town. I went to every farmer's market. I talked to all the farmers. I would go at like end of market, get bumper crops of whatever was left over. And I would just show up at snack and just like create the most beautiful spread and interesting, you know, things to talk about and created this sort of like community feel where everyone showed up and was talking about food and, and trying new things. And the kids were like, like doing daffies off the stairs, just like, what's for snack today, Miss Hillary? And so I basically outshined the lunch program. And then by by Christmas time, you know, I just said to the head of school, I was just like, you know, you know, my story, you know, you have your story. He had some health things he was talking about. And I was like, let's just change it now. Like, we don't want to wait another eight months for the, you know, school year and the next school year. And he ended up giving me the keys to the kitchen. He's like, if I give you the keys to the kitchen, are you ready? And I was like, terrified, but I was just like, okay, yeah, sure. Of course I'm ready. And I just basically bootstrapped it. I cleaned out the kitchen, cleaned out all the nasty pots and pans and, and came all the good foods. And I reached out to all the, you know, farmers again and food purveyors and helped me. You know, they were, they, those who understand it and get it, all the farmers are like, yeah, whatever we can do to help, let us know. And uh, so I took over the school lunch program and that was um, six, we're in our sixth year now. So we, we really feel like, um, you know, I've, I can honestly say like, it's incredible. It's incredible mm. to see 
kids change, parents change, staff change, like they all just, the light bulbs start going, going off and, um, and it's just a, a beautiful thing. So that's where we are now. And now we've started school of lunch, okay. um, where that can, is a, not only we, sorry. Can I just, I, I, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to ask you, Hillary. So just for this, for the school itself, like what is your, what is your pro- approach to food? Like what kinds of foods are you serving? What, uh, yeah. you know, what's your, what's your philosophy of, of, of food? Of course. Yeah. So it's all, uh, farm fresh, local, seasonal. So we're doing things like bone broths and fermented foods. We have pastured chickens, grass fed beef, um, raw dairy. We're able to do raw dairy in California. You can buy it right on the, the grocery store store shelves. Actually the head of school, like Googled raw dairy in the, like the very beginning when I started and he's like, Hillary, we cannot serve this. Like I Googled it and we cannot serve this. And so I had Mark McAfee, who's the, um, the owner of organic pastures, uh, he came down, we, we invite a lot of the farmers and food purveyors into the school. And he came down, we had a big party shindig at our house and he spent like 10 minutes with the head of school and the head of school was like, okay, I get it. You're good. So it's really <laughs> like these, you know, things that are just misunderstood and there's so much misinformation. And so when people understand it, it's like, Oh wow, this is incredible. So it's really based on, you know, the work of Weston Price and ancestral wisdom and, you know, traditional methods of cooking where we soak all of our beans and um, nuts and seeds. And we make our own homemade sourdough with locally grown grains that are freshly milled right in Los Angeles. And we do uh, our own ferment right in the kitchen. And um, and so, yeah, it's just meant to be the most nutrient dense. We include organ meats when we can into the into the bolognese sauce or the meatballs, whatever, wherever we can squeeze. And we're trying to maximize nutrient density day after day. I mean, I just want to get as much nutrition into these kids every day as possible. We, we say we have their stomachs for six hours a day. So it's like the, the ability to affect, you know, change in the trajectory of their health is so massive. So, 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 I mean, this is just incredible because, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm in Massachusetts. I I know what they serve in the public schools and I know what, you know, and, and this is, um, this is just amazing what, what you're doing there, but I know you're, you're, your intention is is to do something even bigger and i know you started to use because you know this is this is one school but i know is is it your vision to bring this to with school of lunch to bring this to more communities more schools more people around the world or around the country yeah and around the world exactly like you just said yes i mean i really believe that you know this way of living and eating is essential for for all humans, right? It's it's like a species appropriate diet, and being of, of course out in nature is like how we're designed to to live and um and in community, right? So eating together and with your peers and your mentors and sitting down and relaxing and enjoying a meal together is so powerful, uh, especially when it's locally sourced. Um, so yeah, we started School of Lunch to really elevate our message and and be able to train more people. You don't have to aspire to be a, a lunch lady in your kid's school. You can want to just improve your own health or um, that of your you know, YMCA or your business, your wellness program, whatever it may be, or just your family. You know, Just bring this into your, your family and heal your family. Um, so we have, we run the operations at the Manzanita School in Topanga, and then we run training academies, which are five-day, five-night um, full immersion program where you're in the um in Topanga Canyon where you're reconnected to nature and to your community and your local food systems and we teach you about 
um, the values that we, you know, that we honor when we cook every day and at home and at school. And, um, and then, uh, you know, just basically pass on as much information as we can and then support people. We kind of send them into back into their communities and, and let them tackle whichever, you know, way they want to go. They can, they can have this information and of course have continued support from us, uh, as they move forward out with this newfound freedom to go, you know, tackle, to live and thrive free of disease basically is what we want. So, and then we consult with people, uh, businesses and individuals and schools across, across the country right now. Join Hillary Boynton, author of the Heal Your Gut Cookbook and founder of School of Lunch, and become the change you wish to see in the world. You can enroll now in the School of Lunch Training Academy Summer Session Number 2 held in the beautiful mountains of Topanga, California. You'll be deeply immersed into ancestral wisdom, nature connection, and the Weston A. Price cooking styles, from gut healing bone broths to fermented foods to 100% whole grain sourdough to raw dairy, as well as sourcing from your local food systems. We will cover it all. And this five-night intensive is set to change your life. Whether you aspire to transform your own home kitchen and the health of your family, or take this knowledge out into your community, this intensive will give you the foundation to do so. With the first session is actually already sold out, but we're offering a second summer intensive, and it runs from Sunday, July 30th to August 4th. And guess what? I'm going to be there. Chef Aaron Goldstein, a regular on the show here, is going to be there. And Andrea Hoonerhoff, host of the Ancestral Kitchen podcast, is going to be there. This is going to be incredible. So we're going to put a link. I'll put a link in the show notes if you are interested and would love to see you there. So, so when, when, so people go to this training academy, are, are they learning? They're learning everything. They're learning how to prepare the foods. They're learning all of it, right? What to, yeah. 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 So we, we dive into, you know, from sourdough to fermentation, to slow roasting meats, to organ meats, to, uh, bread, which is like such a, you know, confusing topic for people. So sourdough, we dive deep into sourdough. We, um, we travel to the Santa Monica farmer's market, which is one of the best in the, in the country and introduce people to what it, feels like to, you know, shop around and look your farmers in the eye and ask questions and what questions to ask and how to navigate the farmer's markets and then come back and take your bounty and cook it up. I mean, really, it's it's so simple. I mean, you cook this way, too. It's like it, it, one of one of the French elders, one of the people that I met when I first moved to Los Angeles, I met this beautiful woman, Rose, at the butcher shop, and she was, she was like four feet tall, and she's buying bones, and she's telling me that she's making bone broth, and she, I be, befriended her and uh, she said to me, she said, Hillary, remember, simplicity is gourmet. And I've, I've stuck with that. I'm like, I'm going to have that on my cooking school someday, like on the, on the wall, because it's, it's so simple. It's so beautiful. It's so fresh that you really don't have to overthink it, right? You just have to, you have to build your confidence, build your street cred and step into the work, step into your kitchen and decide to, to know better so that you can do better. And we're just, we're just disconnected. We've just kind of veered off course especially in the last hundred years or so. And, and um, we just need to kind of like scoop back, you know, and, and return to that, 
wisdom and um, and slow down a little bit, right? And and really value the things that are so important because if you, you know, I speak from experience and this is why I'm so passionate about it. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. Like it doesn't matter how rich you are, you have nothing and you'll spend all your time and all your money chasing health just to get back to that, you know, baseline. And and when you struggle with things like cancer, you may never get back to your the way you were. So, because certainly there's side effects and it's, it's life altering for your family, for yourself. So, um, so if we can prevent disease, then that really is the key. And it's, again, like I said, it's so liberating and so, um, it's so joyful when you can live this way, right? Nobody yeah. wants to be sick. I want these kids graduating and pursuing their dreams, just like, you know, like we were and not trying to figure out their gut health. I mean, it's so confusing and there's so much information now and, you go on the internet and you'll find like, you'll find 5 million things of how you're supposed to heal yourself and you don't know which way to go, right? So when you can start these kids off at age five and get normalizing this way of life, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really like a bottom-up approach. The kids go home and they're like, mom, we had bone broth today. Or can you make sourdough like Miss Hillary? And then my parents are like, what's going on at that school? And so, the, you know, we had two parents come to our training academy last year who just saw the transformation in their kids. And like, they won't eat at home, but they'll eat at school. So they came in and, um, and one of them now works in our kitchen at school. It's just, it's really cool. It's really mm. cool to watch. So someone's listening right now, they're feeling inspired, whether it, whether to bring it into their family kitchen or maybe their school or community what, what do you see as the first step? I mean, cause you, you came for, like you said, full circle from a low fat diet to how you grew up. Um, so someone listening, who's feeling like lost, you know, a little bit lost right now. Um, where's a good place to start to make, make some changes. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess be really gentle with yourself is my first advice. I said, when I wrote my cookbook, the hardest part about the gaps diet is deciding to do it. So it's really a mindset. So if you switch your mindset and you decide to just step into the work, the work may be this week, I'm going to find some local eggs, you know, or I'm going to go through my cabinets and I'm going to get rid of one processed food, whatever it is. I'm going to go switch out my condiments. I'm going to, you know, take a course on something, you know what I mean? It's just, you can't do it all at once. You, you can't. And we've, we have to undo what's been done. So it's like, it's like peeling back the layers of the onion. Right. And so you have to be gentle with yourself and, um, and just move through it at your own pace. And there's also a lot of judgment and criticism. I know every mom out there that's like tried to change the snacks for like the soccer team at age, you know, eight that every other parent is bringing like goldfish and blue popsicles. And you're just like, yeah, you know, like when you start to get it, you can't, you can't believe like the amount of crap that's being like thrown at your children around every corner. And then you're the one that's being like really demonized for trying to do better. So it's, it can be a lonely road. And that's why, you know, at school of lunch, we're really about just like welcoming people with open arms and we meet you where you are. And we just, we just want you to make that decision to, to decide to start because that's really all you can do. It's all you have is just that, you know, that mindset of like, I'm going to decide to know better so I can do better for myself and my family and my community. And then just like you create the ripple, you create that, that model that you want to be. Mm. Hillary, what are some, uh, let, let's just, just to go take things, things in a little bit of a different direction. What are some of your practices on a daily basis that make you feel the most grounded, the most alive? Hmm. Oh, that's so good. Um, well, I, you know, I have five kids 
that are now all teenagers, but I'd say a while back, I realized like waking up before my children, like a good couple hours, like five o'clock in the morning was really helpful for me because I had some quiet time. I could kind of ease into my day instead of like, boom, hit the ground running with like demands from everybody. And my nervous system was just like, ah, you know, just always trying to catch up. So starting my day off just with some quiet time and just easing into it instead of uh, in a frantic way. Getting sleep is so important. Uh, I've realized that more and more. I mean, I've really, in starting this program, I also went through a divorce over, you know, the last five years have been really challenging. So um, not taking, like working really hard and burning myself again, like burning myself to the brink and not getting enough sleep and not getting out, you know, like and taking time to just really rest is is a good lesson for a lot of people. And I, I can speak from experience that now I'm much more mindful of, of me time and trying to just um, take breaks when I can. And there's no badge of honor at the end of the day for working extra hard. I can I can tell all those young moms out there who are listening who are just like, I'm going to do it all. I mean, I was like that. Just go, 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 go. But it's really, you don't want to drive yourself six feet underground. So being mindful about um, sleep and quiet time. Uh, I nourish myself. I've started eating earlier, which has been really good for me. You know, I used to do more of like that, the intermittent fasting where you shorten your window span. And for somebody like me, I mean, I still, you know, I'm mindful. I don't eat all day long until the wee hours of the night. But I don't need to be really restricting myself because I'm working so hard and I'm burning a lot of calories. So, um, you know, I take time to have a really nice breakfast in the morning before I go to work. Um, so, yeah, what else do I do? <laughs> Hug my kids. Really try and like, you know, it's like it sounds so corny, but it is fleeting and it goes fast. And all of a sudden when they're teenagers, you, you start to realize how how you don't have that much time left with them and what you've done is what you've done and they're they're developing into like young adults and so um you know just really holding on to the special moments with them and letting them know how much I love them and um yeah just you know sunshine so healing beautiful beautiful yeah. if if you had the opportunity to travel back in time say 30 years or so any words of wisdom that your current self would share with your younger self? Oh gosh. And now I wish I could like shake myself at age 18. Um, <laughs> but now, now I have three 19 year olds. So it's like, you know, when you're that age, you're like just invincible. Um, and that's part of, part of the journey. I guess what I would say, what I've realized through working at, you know, this nature-based school is that I was really connected to food, but really disconnected from nature. Of course I grew up in New Hampshire and in nature, but, I didn't really recognize the power of nature. It was just sort of, you know, it was all around us all the time, right? But n then kind of being more removed and disconnected from it and then totally immersed in it um, made me realize over the last eight or so years that, like, I guess I would say to my younger self that um, what I would want, you know, young Hillary to know is that she is nature and she's not separate. It, it happened, actually, this was like a, an epiphany when I, one of the first camping trip with the the school, um, the head of school circled everywhere up in the redwoods up north in Northern California, and he circled everybody up on the last day, you know, on this big field, and we're just surrounded by redwoods. And he's like, I just want to have some gratitude for these redwoods. They've held space for us all, all week long, and we've had a beautiful week. And he's just like, you know, and 
look how magnificent they are. And at the base of every redwood are just billions of microbes keeping this, these redwoods healthy and alive. And I, at that moment, I just like looked at him and in my mind, I'm just like, you are a redwood. Like you have billions of microbes at the base of you keeping you healthy and alive. Trillions, you know? And, and so it's like, just as you wouldn't pour gasoline around the base of a redwood tree, why do, why do, and expect it to thrive? Like, why would we put stuff into our own bodies that are is just so not, um, not in, in line with, you know, a species appropriate diet and, and expect us to thrive. Right. So that same reverence that we have for things in nature, I want us to, you know, if we could turn the mirror on ourselves and have that, that same reverence, that would be so amazing. Like if we could just unzip ourselves and see all the magnificence that's going on every second of every day to keep us walking and talking and, you know, doing all the wonderful things that we get to do. Um, I think, that would be that would be incredible, right? For kids to really understand that we need to be be kind to ourselves. And you know, I had that 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 mentality of like wanting to have the skinny legs. And I was an athlete, so I had these big, strong thighs. And I I didn't appreciate. You know, I was not so gentle with myself. I was very self critical, and this has stuck with me. It's like something that you know, it, it's it's hard to truly love yourself. And like when we look at things in nature. We, we have this reverence, right? Like a peacock or a butterfly or a flower, you're just like in awe of its beauty, right? So I guess I wish it, you know, for my younger self to really be in awe of my own beauty and um, my magnificence of what, you know, you only get one body and it really is your temple. So to treat it well and to love it up every day, you know? Mm, so beautiful. Hillary, where where should people go if they want to learn more about you? They want to learn more about the programs, the the School of Lunch. Yeah, if they go to schooloflunch.com, they can find uh, you know more information about us. There's a 12 minute video under the tab School that shows our uh, kind of my journey as the lunch lady and our our values and what we do at the school. And then there's a six-minute video under Training Academy that shows what we do at the Training Academies. Uh, I'm most active. Um, on Instagram at School of Lunch, where I often will get on stories and show people the craziness of the kitchen and feeding the children. It's super fun. I mean, I say we're like, I just added joyfully to my my mission statement of disrupting the trend of chronic illness in this next generation of kids. Because if you can't be in joy every day, it becomes a slog. And you're just like, oh, this is exhausting. Because, you know, being a chef and feeding people day after day is, it's a lot of physical and mental um space that, ta- that takes up so you have to kind of be in the fun of it and the kids are just so oh my god they give back so much with just their little comments and their hugs and everything so so instagram is is fun to watch us there and um and they can reach out at training academy at schooloflunch.com there's a contact button on our website so feel free to reach out even dm me on instagram i'm pretty accessible uh either spot so we love questions and we love to we jump on calls with anybody who's interested in coming to the training academy we'll answer your questions and um get you psyched about you know jumping into the work all right i think everybody's feeling very inspired by you hillary thank you so much for for coming on today you're welcome thank you for sharing our story Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, 
sail away from the safe harbor and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.